Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, Health HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. It's been another busy news week, and we like to review the major stories of the week here on the Black Information Network. Today we are joined by Black Information Network news anchors Natasha Williams and Ray Harris to discuss this week's major stories. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I am your host, Ramses Ja. All right, Natasha and Ray, welcome back to the show. How have you two been? Been really well. I mean, things are going well. You know, the summer is quickly coming to an end, but you know, we're hanging in. Glad to hear it. Ray, how about you, man? Uh, Doing wonderful, sir. Good to hear your voice and uh, talk to you uh, about these topics that are affecting our listeners. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, We won't keep the listeners waiting. Let's start with concerning news, I suppose. A new CBS poll reveals that voters are very concerned about President Biden's ability to finish a second term and the future of the American economy. Um, Natasha, let's start things off with you. Uh, let's get your thoughts on the story. And then, Ray, I'd love to follow up with you. <laughs> yeah, it is very concerning. Uh, a number of people are obviously answered this poll uh, about President Biden. I guess a number of of things have happened. Uh, a number of older politicians have been in the news lately with with um just concerns about the way they've answered some questions and freezes and things that they've said or gaffes and things like that. And when you talk about age, you know, people start to kind of wonder, you know, are are you prepared? Can you do your job? And so I guess a number of people have started to say, you know, you know, will he finish a second term? You know, he'll he'll be up in his 80s. Will he finish a second term? You know, you know, do we want someone who's up in age like this to, you know, embark upon another term? You know, and and people are saying they're not so sure and and they're concerned. And also they're con- they're questioning if they want to even see these two people who are both gonna be around the same age you know, competing against each other for another term. So I think the question is, you know, not as much, you know, the character of Mr. Biden per se, but just the age, you know, will he be qualified? Will he be able to finish this term and do a good job at the age that he is? Not the fact that that he isn't good at his job. Um, it seemed to be more so about his specific age mm-hmm. that they were wondering, you know, of this advanced age, will he be able to finish the, the term? 
Yeah, yeah. Ray, what are your thoughts on this one? You, a lot of this stuff can be hidden back in the day. But now with uh, cell phones, social media, you catch everything. You see everything. Every little stumble, every little fall, every little accident that any politician may have, they're subjected to scrutiny. The first thing that's going to come up is their age. And yes, you have quite a few of them that have been serving this country for a lot of years. But the question is, how old is too old? When is it time to s step down? Are you going to, is everybody going to be really honest and say, hey, you know, I, I have this health problem all of a sudden, even though I'm serving office, hey, I can still do it, but I have this health problem. Um, everyone's health problems and issues, whether they're personal or can be seen by the naked eye, are surfacing and it's garnering headlines. And it's uh, for a lot of the uh, opponents, it's ammunition saying, see, they can't do this. See, they can't do that. It's unfortunate, but it's another step in politics uh, that that has evolved. And it's I, I guess you can throw it in the same barrel as mudslinging. Mm -hmm. But when they go after you personal, it's not only, only your family. They're coming after you uh, physically and mentally as well. Sure, sure. And Rem says the other thing that they're talking about in this particular case is, are they really coming after Kamala? Kamala. You know, when they talk about Joe, can he make it another term? Are they really saying, oh, are they going to mean that? Are they going to yeah. mean that she's going to be the president? Is that yeah. what they're really saying? Because that's the veiled thing that they come up with when they talk about, you know, if we elect him again, is it really meaning that she's going to step in? So yeah. that's what they're trying to put out there without really saying it when they're making these little, you know, accusations and things like that. And so that's what you read into some of these little comments and things that they make as well. Absolutely. I, I, I think we're going to follow up with that a little later on in this episode. But um, I think that you're absolutely right. When I looked at the the CBS poll as well, um, it really did seem like, you know, people that felt like there was a a toughness to the leadership were, you know, people that ascribed that um, characteristic more to Trump than to Biden. Um, and that had a lot to do with not necessarily their personal philosophies, but their age. I mean, anybody would say that Trump is just a tougher person, but whether or not he's an effective person at being tough or if he's just being a bully, it, you know, the, it didn't go that deep. But um, I think in terms of, you know, toughness and, and vigorousness and that sort of stuff, um, you know, people didn't really associate that with Joe Biden. But the fact is, is that, you know, in addition to his age, there are a lot of people who look at his administration and feel like, you know, promises weren't kept and that um, Joe Biden had his shot. He he said initially that he was only going to run for one term, you know, all these sorts of things. And I don't want to pretend like what those people feel is not valid because it absolutely is valid. But the fact of the matter is that we're going up against Donald Trump. Again, and if we're going apples to apples, the four years under Trump versus the four years under Joe Biden, there's a, definitely a case to be made about how effective a president Joe Biden was for the working people. 
And because of these other media narratives, it's very often easy for those things to be overlooked, how effective this this current president is. I'm not going to say he's I'm he's my guy. You know, I'm not going to say that he's the most effective president ever. You know, those are things I'm not going to say. I'm just comparing this current president to the previous one because it looks like those are the two that are going to run. And in doing so, um, I created an episode. It's actually going to be out uh, perhaps um, early next week, but it's I called it a, a black defense of Joe Biden because, you know, for us, we didn't ask for Juneteenth. We asked for police reform, right? Um, that's what that's what I was hoping for, you know, coming out of 2020 and the protests and all that sort of stuff. And obviously the pandemic and those sorts of things. Those are the things that I wanted. Those are why I voted for Joe Biden and a lot of people. And, you know, I had a conversation recently with uh, Tony Lewis Jr. and Tony Lewis Sr. I, I'd love for our listeners to check that out. That's up now um, where we actually talked about some of the policies that Joe Biden promised and they weren't delivered. And some of these don't require the support of the Senate and Congress. And, and some of these are just the stroke of a pen, executive order. But the fact is, is that Joe Biden hasn't done nothing. He's done a, a number of things that have affected black life in America. And relative to what Donald Trump did for black life in America, I think that there's a much stronger case for another vote for Joe Biden or at minimum another vote against a second Donald Trump term. And I made my case in that episode. So I want everybody to check that out. Uh, moving on in kind of sad and disturbing news in Chicago, the search continues for former NFL players, Sergio Brown, after his 73 year old mother was found dead earlier in the week. Uh, Ray, you cover sports for the BIN. So why don't you start us off this this time? Give us the details on this story and then Natasha will follow up with you. Okay. Uh, first it is Disclaimer for our listeners, this is a very fluid story and it's still yeah. developing, mm -hmm. uh, mainly because the authorities are looking for Sergio Brown and uh, they want to uh, interview him in reference to his mother's death. Thus far, as we record uh, this episode, uh, quarter till noon Eastern Standard Time on the 21st of September, Mr. Brown has not made himself available to authorities. Who is Sergio Brown? He was a star, a college athlete, and uh, I believe he played for about five or six teams in the NFL, uh, dating back to 2010, including the Jaguars, the Bills, the Falcons, and the Patriots. I think he also had a short stint with the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, his mother was found near a creek uh, in suburban uh Chicago area. Uh, unfortunately, authorities say she was murdered. According to the Cook County Medical's off, Medical yeah. Examiner's Office, uh, they have ruled her death a homicide, and they said that she suffered from numerous injuries as a result of a, an assault. Now, Mr. Brown has not been available for questioning uh, with authorities and they have been looking for him and they're asking for the public's help but he did go on social media and said the whole thing is a cover-up it's a, it's part of some mass fbi interrogation process and uh, he went on a, a a rant on social media and apparently he's still in the chicago area but he will not 
talk to authorities. Here's the interesting part of this story that I found, uh, Ramses, and I think it raises a lot of questions. Nick Brown is also Sergio's brother mm -hmm. and uh, Myrtle Brown's son. The interesting part to that is he has said in memory of his mother that she was strong, caring, diligent, fancy, and funny. But he also asked for anybody with any information about his brother to contact police. Yeah. So it's a very sad story. Funeral, funeral arrangements are pending for Myrtle Brown, who was 73 years old. And Sergio Brown is yet to talk to police. Natasha. I think any time that you have a situation where an elderly black woman is found murdered, you know, your heart goes out. Um, and then you have a former black NFL player. You know, he played at Notre Dame. You know, he was somewhat famous in the area. Um, people still talk about him and his accolades. Um, but, you know, it, it's sad. I mean, it, what do you say? I mean, this this guy is is lashing out on social media. But his mother is is dead. You know, police are looking for him. You know, he's not coming forward. And so it's like another one of these sad, you know, black stories. It, it's not positive. You know, it 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 lends fodder to a lot of the the tales that people want to hear about us, you know, and it, it ends in you know, in many cases, it ends badly because how will this end? You know, what do we know about this? What do we know about him? You know, what do we know about his mother? We don't know a lot right now. And, and until we get some clarity, we we don't know anything. So we need to get some clarity on this. I, I don't feel good about where this is going. Um, you know, I wish that we could, you know, somehow get information from Sergio Brown about where he was and, you know, how this happened and how what happened to his mother and and hope that he has nothing to do with this. But it just doesn't give me a good feeling as we lead into this. Ray, of course, knows a lot more than me. I've been looking and trying to find more information as we go along you know, from various Chicago journalists, but it just doesn't look good. And it makes me feel really, really bad, you know, that this 73-year-old woman, you know, at this part of her life, you know, it, her life ends this way, yeah. you know, with other family members asking that he come forward. It, it just gives me a really bad feeling. Yeah, I think you're right. I was seeing how um, the neighbors were reacting to this and everything and everybody, the way they would describe her was kind of like, in fact, her son, Nick, uh, the the one that you were mentioning, Ray, um, he said that his last conversation with his mother gave him hope. Um, and he's on record saying it's a sad but hopeful time and we'll all get through this together. Mom always told me tough times don't last. And our last conversation about tough times being temporary is my beacon of hope. And then he goes on to say, uh, Mom, thank you for being strong, caring, diligent, fancy, funny and for saving my art. I won't let you down. So again, a very sad story, um, but you know it's it's still developing. So we'll we'll stay on top of it and bring you the latest as as we learn it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings that frustrating thing your mom does, or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger, talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. 
It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com B-I-N today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot B-I-N. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Black Information Network news anchors Natasha Williams and Ray Harris are here with us discussing this week's major stories. The issue of global warming made headlines this week after the state of California filed a lawsuit against five of the country's biggest oil companies. The suit alleges the oil companies intentionally lied for decades about the impact of fossil fuels on climate change. Natasha, this time to start with you. Tell us more about this story and then Ray will follow up with you. Well, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, is fired up. You know, mm-hmm. he and the attorney general, you know, filed this uh, lawsuit against, you know, the major oil companies um, because they basically say they've lied. They say mm-hmm. that these companies knew years ago for decades that they were basically leading to the destruction of, you know, uh, the climate of the world by the practices that they were taking part in. And they were basically, um, deceiving and and keeping the things that they were doing to the weather um, by continuing to just bleed money 
by their processes. And they knew they were doing it. They knew they were destroying the planet, but they continued to do it because they wanted to make money. So it was really about making the money. They didn't care anything about destruction of the planet, the destruction of of the earth and the things they were doing. And so he said they need to pay. Basically, he said they are responsible, you know, that fossil fuel is responsible for the destruction of our earth and they need to pay. And, uh, you know, he just goes on to recently he's in New York talking about this and he just basically just rakes them over the coals saying that they need to pay for the destruction of our planet point blank. Absolutely. Ray, your thoughts. There's a biblical passage that says, reap what you sow. Mm. I think it's about time. And that time has come where our country, the world, we have not taken care of this planet that we live on. And we're about to reap what we sow. Uh, Climate change is not a light switch where you can turn on and off, or you can pass some policies or what have you and think everything is going to be okay. Mm -mm, Nature works totally different than that. And I think um, whether it's weather, um, farming, water, air, I think we're going to have more problems in the years ahead as uh, the earth shows us what we've been doing wrong yeah. all along. Yeah. You know, uh, on on my other show, Civic Cipher, I recently did an episode with Dr. Sara Ticola, uh about this very topic. We we're talking about climate change and the intersection of environmental racism in other words how vulnerable poor people and black and brown people are um to climate change and how the effects will be felt first and hardest by uh, black and brown uh, communities and poor communities um and so i you know as i do i i shared some content on the civic cypher social media um, just to, you know, whet the appetites of our listeners for the upcoming show. And man, there is a lot of people out there. I suspect a good number of them are trolls, but there's a lot of people out there who sincerely, I had no idea, they sincerely believe that climate change is a liberal hoax and that everything that we're seeing is a part of the planet's natural cycles of, of heating and cooling. And that man has had no impact on this and that the, the liberal elites are profiting from this, um, this hoax. And it doesn't help the fact that, you know, the timelines given to us by Al Gore and, you know, these, these experts over the years haven't really matched up with what, um, you know, was predicted. Uh, but people firmly believe that. And, um, you know, I live in the Southwest in the United States, um, and I can see and feel, uh, the difference. Um, I shared this story before, but when I was a kid around Halloween, I remember being able to see my breath because I had to dress in those Halloween costumes. It was freezing. And for the past, uh, 15 years, Halloween is like a like a warm day <laughs> it's like a normal day t-shirt you don't need anything you could wear your halloween costume you're never going to see your breath 
Um, and that time frame in less than one lifetime and less in a fraction of a lifetime of that type of change um, is something that I've noticed with my own apertures into my reality. Um, you know, I travel to Vegas quite a bit. I've seen the water level drop at the Hoover Dam. I, I've, I, you could go there right now. It's 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 almost gone. Um, and it used to be, you know, at the top, it used to be a, a, a marvelous spectacle. And, you know, we have this, this drought in this part of the country. In any event, um, hopefully this lawsuit will establish the, the burden of proof or the, and the case precedent necessary for those climate change deniers or the people that feel like climate change is just this cyclical thing that we've had no impact on. Um, it will, it will provide enough substantial evidence in one place at one time so that everybody can get on board, including those deeply conservative politicians that use these talking points because their donors need this to be true in order to continue to make profit. So um, good luck to Gavin Newsom and to everybody involved with this case. I do want to live on a planet that is comfortable for humans, and I want my children and grandchildren to grow up in, in the same place. All right. Finally, uh, Republican talk show host Charlie Kirk stated earlier this week that former President Donald Trump won the 2016 election and continues to be a powerful political figure only because conservatives wanted a white Obama. Uh, Ray, help us unpack this story. And Natasha, uh, we'll follow up with you. Round it out. Okay, I found a couple of interesting points about this survey I'd like to point out to our listeners. First of all, uh, about 4,000 voters were polled uh, as a result of this survey. And one of the interesting points that uh, they were questioned about uh, Trump benefits from a strong retrospective, that almost all of his voters think they're better off when he was president at that time. Mm-hmm. And they think they would be better off today if he were still president or if he were to regain uh, his position as president in the White House. Uh, another interesting point, 84 percent of uh, of those voters questioned all support former President Trump. The big question is, is, is he physically healthy enough mentally? And able to execute the job for the for and represent this country for another four years. Trump says he can do it. He's physically and mentally able to do it. Of course, he bashes a gentleman that is close to his age. Yeah. Here's a fact for you. Mr. Biden, born November 20th, 1942. He's 80 years old. Mr. Trump, born June 14th. 1946. He's 77 years old. There's not much of a difference there. So for Trump to call Biden an old man and he's not fit for the White House, he needs to take a look in the mirror. Yeah. Because he's not far from it. Uh, but, Nat- uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was, I was going to tag in Natasha. Okay. I'm somewhat good. insulted by the comparison and the whole white Obama thing. I, the comparison of, you know, you have Obama here and 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 former President Trump here. I'm I'm somewhat insulted by this whole thing that that comes to comes to mind. You know, as a journalist, you know, I look for facts and fact checking. And and when you talk about you know what President Obama did and his leadership and the things that he knows in comparison to what <laughs> former President Trump did, so I can't really 
give any light to this conversation to this survey because it just it means nothing to me it just it just yeah. doesn't it, it sheds no light it sheds no truth it sheds no fact so the people who believe that donald trump actually worked for them and actually did something for them they live in a fantasy land so this article and this pundit and this 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 gentleman who is what a a, a dropout a college dropout who basically you know just puts together facts for people who believe fantasy I guess it works for him. You know, it's what's gotten him by, but it just doesn't, I give no credence to it because it makes no sense. Sure. So, I mean, that's all I have for you. I have nothing for this because it makes no sense to me. Um, what he says makes no sense to me. And his comparison of President Obama to uh, former President Donald Trump means nothing to me. You know, there's, um, when when you take what he said and you you look at it, it's like, Okay, there was 43 white Obamas, 43 white vice Obamas in a row. So when Obama becomes president, for him to then say, well, white people wanted an Obama, it's almost like somehow white people were thinking that black people had an advantage or a head start in the reality it just i i think you're right he's just making up stuff that will get people talking um he's probably good at it or very practiced at it at least and um you know here we are having this conversation but to your point ray um you're absolutely right you know um when we're talking about donald trump relative to uh joe biden or really relative to anyone else i cannot pretend that both of these guys are in the late stages of their life. And, you know, for all the attention that Joe Biden gets, um, Donald Trump has numerous stories of incessant, nonsensical ramblings where he misspeaks frequently in the same conversation where he's extremely long-winded speaking in circles and you know people feel like you know everyone can see it you know even conservative people talk about you know and that wasn't a good speech or you know he had a couple of moments in there, a couple slip-ups that sort of thing but the frederick Douglass reference you, you know like oh, that's one of many oh yeah but i remember that one that was a good one but you know he just just not only is he disconnected it just cognitively there is i i don't see a stable genius what is the opposite of stable unstable and what is the opposite of genius maybe idiot that's that's closer to to the reality that i've observed uh during the uh the trump presidency and so um I'm again, I'm looking at the record. How had how did have these people benefited me and the immediate reality of the people that, um, you know, I interact with. And again, I live in the Southwest. I was born in Compton, California. I live in Phoenix, Arizona. I spent my whole life around Mexican. So the beginning and the end of the Trump campaign in 2016 was when he said that he needed to build a wall because of Mexico and that sort of thing. And that was very offensive very scary for my Mexican brothers and sisters um, in this part of the country. You know, I lived in Arizona when SB 1070 was passed and, and the police could pull over people just because they looked Mexican. 
and harass them. And I, I know how scary it is for people who are just, they're just people doing their thing. And so um, to see kind of a repeat of that in 2016, the answer was absolutely no. And that is what would inform my vote because uh, I would never vote for somebody who would affect my reality or the reality of the people that I interact with in such a profound way. Whereas with Joe Biden, at minimum, he's done a better job than Donald Trump and he doesn't freak everybody out that, that I live and interact with. And so that's, that's really it. As far as the, the, the white Obama stuff, I think you're right, Natasha, this guy is just a guy and, you know, I know he's got an, a, an audience and, you know, people that listen to him, but it, you're right. It's nonsense. So I guess we'll just leave it there with that in mind. I'd like to thank you both as always for uh, your thoughts and your perspective and helping me flesh these stories out for our listeners. Once again, today's guests are Black Information Network news anchors, Natasha Williams and Ray Harris. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I'm your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media, and I'll be hosting another episode of Civic Cypher this weekend on a station near you. For stations, showtimes, and podcast info, check civiccypher.com. And join us Monday as we share our news with our voice from our perspective, right here on the Black Information Network Daily Podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.